0: Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts.
1: Today is December 5th, 2021, and The Spilled Tea is live. Tonight we're going to discuss Ahmaud Aubrey's uh, Killer's Trial. Did they get the appropriate sentence? We'll discuss it. Alice Siebel, the author of Lucky and the Lovely Bones, helped recant her story on the, um, her rape back in 1981, freeing Anthony Broadwater. Was an apology enough or did she need to do more? We'll discuss that as well. Also, um, recently we've seen a rash of breakups in the Hollywood world. And one of the reasons was they didn't spend enough time together or they focused on their career. Why don't these people make their relationships a priority? Another thing we'll discuss. So let's just get into it. Um, I am Emmy Morgan, your panel moderator, and I am joined by my co-host, Veronica Dang and Joe Willis, and they are here tonight. So let's do our catch up. Veronica, how are you?
2: Uh, Exhausted. I know. It's like been a long holidays.
1: couple of weeks. Yeah, with yeah. Thanksgiving and Oy. Vey. Um Yeah, Joe, Joe, how oh are God. you?
2: Family's tiring.
0: I'm, I am uh I'm fantastic.
1: Excellent, excellent. Well, we'll start with Veronica. What ha- what has happened in the past 2 weeks? Go for it. Catch us up and give us any movie our TV review, I know you watched something lately because
2: you have yeah. finally had the time. Uh, <laughs> well, when my family, like, released me from my labor obligations. Mm-hmm. You're cooking. It was like, like, you don't think you have a partner, but sometimes you also have their family. Like, you have two families just to deal with and, mm-hmm. you, like, you work for for the holidays. So it's a lot of, like, yep. cleaning and shopping and cooking and and then, like, my sister, like, got her booster shot the day before Thanksgiving but didn't tell me until I got there. And was like, oh, by the way, can you drive me? It mm. was, like, late at night. But, like, And I had just driven, like, you know, traffic to get there. And I'm like, uh, why are you getting a booster right before Thanksgiving? That's going to take you down. Like, well, that's, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to wait so you could drive me. And then, of course, <laughs> the day of, she was, like, exhausted and was, like, all sore from the booster shot hit her really hard because like everybody I talked to that got the Moderna booster was like knocked out for days.
1: Do you know what's funny? Everybody I talked to who even got the Moderna two shots were knocked out. Me with Pfizer, I mean, it wasn't that bad. And the booster didn't even hit me that bad. So I don't, maybe it's, I don't know.
2: Maybe that's a good thing though. Yeah, because that's good to know because um, I was debating about switching it up to like you know, to, like, do, during are an abuse and the Pfizer for two shots. But mm-hmm. now, like, after seeing, like, my mm-hmm. my sister mm-hmm. and everybody else, I'm like, maybe I'll just stick with Pfizer and maybe next year I'll yeah. do it. <laughs> Cause I'm like, yeah. I, can't, I afford to, like, be down for a couple of days right now because it's so busy.
1: Just remember to take Tylenol right before you um, get the shot. Like, I want to say either right before or right after, immediately after. And take two Tylenol and then in two hours or Four hours later, take another two Tylenol. You'll be fine. Trust me. It worked for me.
2: Yeah, she was, like, truly unprepared. So I was, like, scrambling to go <sighs> to Tylenol. I'm like, we were, we were just there to booster shot. <laughs> like That's, like, <sighs> we could have bought the Tylenol. And then I had to, like, scramble afterwards to go get it. Oh the whole thing. Um But, yeah, I mean, it was nice, you know, always to be with family, you know. Because it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's it also hard because, like, the family and friends I lost the last couple of years. Mm. So like the holidays yeah. are tough because it's like a reminder of like they're not, they're missing, you know? Especially like, um, yeah. My, my mother-in-law, this was her favorite holiday. So it's like we're doing all this stuff together for and everything because like it was her favorite holiday. So the kids mm. are getting together for that. But it's exhausting because you're like trying to do that, all that. But the, you no, know, that's, that's good going, though because right? sometimes when
1: a family member passes in a family, and mostly a matriarch or a patriarch. The family kinda like segregates and separates. So it's yeah. good that it's a sitting, pushing everybody together, pulling them together.
2: Well we're not That's saying good. all of them are together, but yeah, the ones who right. want to keep the tradition so alive.
1: You know. That's awesome. See anything uh, over these past two weeks? Uh yeah. Recommend? Not as
2: much as I would have liked, um, but mm-hmm. let's see. I start I've been wanting to watch Cowboy Bebop because I love John Cho. And it's also mm. Cowboy Bebop, you know. And uh and it's got mixed reviews. But um I was like not like I I don't I didn't watch the anime or like I don't really remember 'cause it was like when I was young, so I watched this series kind of fresh. Like I didn't have any like you know baggage about it. And I mm-hmm. I thought it was really fun. Like the style of it, the look of it you know, like, it's just really fun, and it's diverse. It's really nice. I, I thought it was a fun watch.
3: Okay. Hey.
2: Um, also, I just binged... That's a when I'm, like, a little tired. I binged the only murders in the building. last night. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that was really fun, because I love um, Martin Short and Steve Martin. Yeah, they're And I love murder nice. mysteries, so... Although, I figured it out, like, even before the first episode you did it so <laughs> I was like no you know what I mean But I still binge it because right. um I have an audition for it that's due tomorrow so I was like trying to like oh. hit the turn of the show whatever so so I want to be on that show so that mm-hmm. it's like my sense of humor it's like very dark quirky there's like physical humor and stuff like that so plus again <laughs> and Martin Short hmm.
1: It keeps it keeps popping up in my um, Hulu to watch, and I'm like,
2: I don't know, we'll see. I mean, it's fun if you're like murder mysteries, you know. Hmm. I might have to and check like, that out. And like Katie Gomez was like interesting casting, but she's like, because I was like, oh, that was like unexpected. Like she did a really good job at it. Plus, so like all the characters that live in the building. Mm-hmm. It's really
1: fun. That's funny.
3: Joseph,
0: oh, how was your two weeks? Uh,
1: uh, it was
0: very How was difficult. your two weeks? Yeah. Yeah. What'd I had you do? A lovely. Uh, Thanksgiving was pretty low key. Just went to uh, went to the city to have dinner and um, basically just laid low for the for the most part. Um, went to went to dinner with my wife because um, she didn't have her stepdaughter on. She didn't have my stepdaughter, her daughter on, uh, on Thanksgiving. So she wasn't feeling very Thanksgiving, festive, uh, festive, um, in a festive mood. So we just went out, um, had quality time together. And then the last weekend I went and spent some time with my son and also met up with some of my friends. So that was uh, that was exciting to uh, to you know always uh, always fun to spend time with with aunt and um, you know running into my friends and hanging out with my friends is all, always exciting as well. So I certainly appreciate appreciate those opportunities whenever they, they present themselves. And this last week was just pretty chaotic in general. Nothing too crazy, just a lot with work and stuff that was happening there. And then uh, and then this weekend I went to celebrate my anniversary because we have, uh, we have Julia next weekend on our actual anniversary. So we're celebrating our anniversary this weekend. We went to Newport and went to, um, went out to dinner, hung out there, went to see some live music, all that good stuff and had a really great time, really great time spending it with my wife and, and just celebrating, um, you know, celebrating, celebrating the anniversary.
1: Happy anniversary. Thank you, thank you. And what'd you watch? Anything good?
0: Oh, what did I watch? I went to the movies to see. Um, what did I go see? Try to think because now good. I have to condense it all of, from from well from from two weeks. I have to try to I have to try to remember and recall. Um, well, if it wasn't that you know, good, but... you no it, it i i don't think it was that bad though um mm. gosh what, what did mm. I go see well obviously i'm still uh still watching the sopranos piece by piece um mm-hmm. i did watch i i did end up finishing Tiger King the second part of it that was um interesting
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: <laughs> i i, I I find it to be entertaining because it's such a train wreck, but it's also disturbing mm-hmm. because you know, how does this stuff even happen in real life? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was good. Oh, I know what I saw. It was Ghostbusters. Ew. Now I wonder why you forgot. It was actually it was actually pretty good. It was I okay for it. it. It was not terrible. Um, I think they did a, they did a good job of tying the story together. Um, I, I thought the performances in it were pretty solid, and it was entertaining. It was it was a, it was a good update, and they 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 do a, a couple of really really nice recognition pieces and homage to um, to Harold Ramis. Um it's just it, it's it's well it was it was better than i thought it was going to be to be honest with you. Hmm. I don't and know. It was, uh, it was, I'm telling you you're if you enjoyed Ghostbusters which one? The you could you could the first one and you could accept okay. Ghostbusters 2 you know as a as a reasonable sequel even though it was not as good. Clearly not as good. Um I, I I think if you really liked the original, you'll you'll respect and like this movie too. That's my humble opinion. All right, I'll, I'll think about it. Ooh, I don't know. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. It's you know, there's it's it's entertaining. Okay. We'll it see. was
2: directed by the son,
0: so I feel like he's going to honor it, the first one. Exactly.
2: Ew, that doesn't mean anything.
0: Jason Reitman did the right thing. He I'm telling you, it's it it's a it's a quality it's a quality addition to the to the movies without you know, without necessarily having to acknowledge that there was the crappy Ghostbusters in between.
1: I mean that was pretty bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I
1: didn't even acknowledge that as a movie. Okay. All right. <laughs> um. Anything else? No,
0: no that's it. I'm, I'm excited it. to get my okay. booster. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to like like sound like some kind of weirdo, but I'm excited to get my booster. I got to get it scheduled, but I'm excited. I'm. Uh, you know. I'm, I'm,
1: yeah, you are a weirdo. That's weird. Nobody's excited. Yeah. So, well,
0: it's
2: a yeah, weird, we can but, it for the holidays.
0: Yeah. yeah, we're going to have uh, Christmas Eve at the house, so I, I'm going to go get my booster probably uh, this week at some point, and, um, you know, I'll be ready to go.
2: I don't know how it is in Massachusetts, but, like, in New York City, like, I can't get my I, – I made an appointment, but I couldn't get one for two weeks. Oh, really? Um, So what you do is – this is
1: what I did. I don't know if it works everywhere. Places like CVS, like, for all three of my appointments, what I do is – um, like, even after the show tonight, go on to CVS.com and try to get an appointment. They drop appointments at around this time. So you can get around appointments nine? really fast. Yeah, around 9, 10, 11, 12, yeah, at night. That's okay. when they open appointments.
2: So do that. That's what I've been doing. And that's how I got I was actually going to think about going to walk in, like, to see if they've been left over at the end of the day.
1: Mm, I wouldn't do that.
2: Right? I know people just have because done that, because you too. just
1: never know. Yeah. You just yeah. never know. And then you'll have to wait and stuff. So my first two shots, I scheduled at once because I did that method. And then when I went to get my booster, I had to wait six months. But I did the same method, and boom, I got an appointment right away. So, so yeah, try to schedule it at night. Try to look for appointments at night. So.
0: I've heard that. I've heard that. I've it heard it works, well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it
1: does. I wouldn't steer you wrong. Um... Last two weeks, my holiday was really busy. Like, the actual Thanksgiving day was super busy. I woke up at 5. I drove to um, this uh, place called Lombardo's, where I've been volunteering every year since like 2019. Um, I picked up some meals, drove them to a place in Norton, a senior center in Norton, Mass. And then I drove home, had lunch at the log cabin, very fancy place in Holyoke. And then I had dinner at my other sister's house. So, yeah, I was really busy the day I And then I was just, you know, movie watching and hanging out the rest of the night. I had last Monday and Tuesday off, thank God, to recover And it was nice. Um, I saw Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City or whatever it's called. Let me tell you, it was a straight-up horror film. It wasn't like... the uh, I don't think the other ones were horror. I felt like they were gory, but I don't think they were horror. This was straight-up horror. And it was... It, I jumped more than a dozen times. It was, it was, yeah, I was not prepared. Um, I've also started my holiday movie marathon that I do every year. I started it on December 2nd because I forgot about it. And so I basically, I have 10 movies, but then I have like two of the movies have like, like Home Alone. I watch both Home Alone movies and The Grinch I watch the animated and the live action. So I'm, I think I'm, I've done like six or seven of the movies. And I only have like four more movies left. <laughs>
0: so
1: do you start over once
0: you've gotten through?
1: No. No, I can't. No, that's it's it. the OCD in me. Yeah, it's just one shot in December. And literally, if oh, okay. last year... I wasn't able to watch all of the movies within December, I did not go into January and watch them. Legit, I did not. Okay. I swear I've got like a, a small form of OCD. Um, but so far I've I've been going crazy. But the only thing, I have one stipulation, I cannot watch a Christmas story any other day than Christmas Day. I can only watch that on Christmas Day. It's like a, a thing with me. Any um, the other movies, I can watch whenever. That one movie, I have to watch on Christmas Day. I can't watch it any other day. So I can there be done with the watch. other one. before. Um, when I was a kid, I was like... Must have been like 13 or 14. Um, my sister Mandy she had a Christmas where she was home alone because she, like me, didn't grow up with a dad. So I stayed with her. And that's all we did the entire day. We watched Christmas Story on PBS. We fell asleep. We, like, had so much fun. It was just, like, it's a good memory. So, yeah, I guess that's probably why.
0: And don't they play it, like, all day?
1: On TBS, yeah. But I have to watch it without the commercial. (laughs) I'm very strange. And it's funny how uh, Veronica was mentioning, like, oh, you know, I had all these Thanksgivings. I literally had two Thanksgiving meals in one day. Thanksgiving lunch at the log cabin with Mandy and her in-laws. And then Thanksgiving dinner with Jamie and her family. I can't even imagine what the hell I would have done if I was in a relationship and I had to go to another house. I don't know what I would have done. Like, I can't even... Kind of, kind of lucked out being single now.
3: <laughs>
1: but I will tell you, I was just talking with Jamie about this. I have developed a clothing addiction since my breakup and we think it's my my clothing retail therapy and I've been going a little bit crazy. My closet's a little bit over flooded right now, which is good and bad, but yeah. So that's what I've been doing and, um, and
2: writing. I've been I, writing the same. My clothes, crazy. like I have to get rid of them because I ran
1: out of space. I actually went through my closet and I can't get rid of anything because I like everything in my closet right now.
2: I know that's a problem. But so
1: weird. My yeah. husband's
2: like, um, I need to be able to walk around.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't have that problem. <laughs> like that's I haven't so got them
2: anymore because it's my closet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's a problem. That, that's a problem. I'm like, I probably should clean it. Uh, but after the holidays, after I spend more. <laughs> so, Sorry, I, I wanted to be a clothing designer when I was little. Same. Like, I used to, like, go to their shops and I would, like, repurpose clothes. And I also made fresh oh, wow. clothes, too. i store. Nice. Thing. I've never been, I've, I was um, on. I'm famous. I have my
1: own celebrity line. Joe, I don't even know if you remember, like, I used to design clothing and, like, show people the designs on the bus. I don't know if you remember that, but. Aww. And then I just, I, I, I figured out that you have to learn how to sew. And let me tell you something. You do not want to you see the telephone sew. I made. <laughs> you don't want to see the telephone I made in home back Trust me. After that, I was like, yeah, I don't want to be a designer. I think I'm good.
0: <laughs> I, I still have my ice cream sundae. Oh,
1: my telephone is disgusting, Joe. It looks horrendous. I, yeah, it's horrendous. I'm like, do you yeah, still have I, it? So. I do. And it looks old.
2: Me? I need to see this. I want to see Joe. I saw you all have just texted me.
0: Oh yeah, I have. I gotta go I get that. it. There's, there's something that I, I think my parents still have my lamp. Oh my god, I oh, a
2: lamp they, my have my brother's lamp.
1: I had a I have a wishing well. I still have that was pretty good. Yeah. yeah and a duck. Uh.
0: Yeah, you put the I duck in. It's like attached else. to a stick, and it had like rubber feet, and it would flap. <laughs>
1: I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. I don't know where that is. Oh, boy. I had that for a long time. Okay. Yep. And you, like, it has a stick, and you, like, move the stick, and then the feet. Fla- oh, my God. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, I have yeah. a, um, a candy dish that Jamie made me. I still have that. Um, And she made me this little um, charm box that has ducks on it. I have that. But I was really... I was really, I was much better at art than I was at like physical like assembly. (laughs) But my wishing well, it actually was missing like the little crank with the bucket. I'm not sure what that is, but the rest of it's intact. I used my pennies in
2: it. A hole in the ground.
1: (laughs) Basically, yeah. And you can't get the water out. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Is that how
2: your cookie works too? Yeah.
1: Oh, Veronica.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, I forgot. That so I started my Christmas thing, too. Um, my, So I started with Annie Live for my Christmas uh, movie
1: marathon oh. for the month. Did you nice. see it? No, I didn't.
2: Was it really, good? really, really cute.
1: My, I mean, um,
2: it's never going to be as good as, like, the original movie and the Broadway show, but it's good for TV, you know, live action thing one of my um
1: it's instagram crushes is, is in it
3: oh, yeah uh
1: who? his name is ben davis he's um he plays a bit part in it but yeah oh, he's, okay. he's a cutie
2: he's a cutie but uh, you know, i also love nicole Scherzinger. so like she- she's amazing in it oh. she's so pretty and she so, like, can dance like crazy and then harry connect junior's voice is amazing but the ball cap was distracting Oof. And then the little girl was so adorable. It's, she did. It's kind of cool to see a non-white Annie, you know?
1: Yeah. The movie was good. I liked the movie. I thought it was fun. Um, with uh, Jamie Foxx. It wasn't that bad. Um, yeah, let's get into our topics before we get um, too far off the grid. <sighs> Ahmaud Arbery's Killers. Um good old Gregory, McMichael, and his son, Travis, and their best buddy, William R. Bryan, all found guilty. Um, Not all the charges stuck. The charges stuck for William and Travis, but Gregory was found not guilty of malice murder, which, you know what, I didn't even bother looking it up because I really didn't care. The fact that he was found guilty on everything else and he's going to prison, I'm okay with. Totally okay with. Um, I'm just nervous about that it will be overturned. Like, Bill Cosby was in jail, rightfully so. Granted, the way it happened maybe shouldn't have been done the way, you know, like, they said they wouldn't charge him. They charged, you know, a new DA came in. Charged him, and then he got put in prison. Now they got released because they tried to honor the first DA's um, deal. I get it, but he still should have been in prison. So I'm nervous about these guys staying in prison. But um, I'm happy they're guilty. Uh, Joe, what are your thoughts on the um, the the sentencing and the charges?
0: Uh, I think it was a just verdict, and the mm-hmm. sentencing was, in my opinion, pretty appropriate. Um, I think, especially in the wake of of the situation with uh, with Rittenhouse, it, it's something where, again, you're 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 kind of waiting waiting for the response and the you're waiting for the verdict, you're waiting for the sentencing with this you know, feeling of dread and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it, I'm, I'm, that was, um, this one was much more cut and dry than I think the Rittenhouse situation was. Um, Mm. but I also, I also feel like the charges were were spot on with what they should have gone for. And it was much easier for them to have, um, for them to have gotten those charges to stick because of the fact of, of just the, the blatant, Disregard for pretty much any law in what they did um, so I thought I, you know I, I, I was i wasn't surprised I was actually surprised they got it right, but um, mm. just you kind of go into those those situations with this feeling of of uneasiness because you don't know if that's if, if it's going to end up sticking and um, and it's sad that you know that you know it's it's that hard to trust the the justice system um, but it was reassuring to know that they did get it right, and I feel like they, you know, they they handled, um, you know, the spectacle of it as, appropriate, as appropriately as they could, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm content with the outcome. I think it was the right call, and um, you know, I hope they rot prison.
1: And because of this case, Georgia was able to repeal and replace the citizens arrest law, and replace it with something different. And something more progressive, and I, I'm I was in shock by that. Like, wow, that's amazing. Um,
2: Veronica, what were your? I mean, it's like a small 5 relief relief after it's mm-hmm. Like, at least maybe there's some possibility justice somewhere. It just sucks that you know, depending on where state you're in, you know. Mm-hmm. So, for oh, the people of Wisconsin. In Michigan, and it too, like with the, yeah, it's the so new crazy. school shooter. I mean, that's my concern. Yeah. Like, glorification of killing and guns with very few consequences or rarely.
1: So, how is Rittenhouse able to walk, and the school shooter and his parents are charged? Isn't it the same? Like, I'm, I'm confused. I am so confused. How a lot is, of white. okay talking. for one that
2: person, think, but not the
1: yeah. other. I, I'm lost. I'm lost. Otherwise,
2: we're not protesting BLM. That's the difference, right? Ah, okay, got it. Okay. Because remember, if you help minorities, you're a race trader. Got it. Okay. Now I understand.
1: Makes more sense. You know what? It sounds about white. That's it. <sighs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, holy crap. That's And it's crazy because back-to-back, back, you get almost similar cases of Rittenhouse, like damn near similar, very similar. Well, yeah, cause of they're course, on the Michigan school money. shooting. That's
2: the scary part of and, these little kid shooters. And and you're getting
1: people arrested for doing the same thing that he did, though.
2: So it's kind of crazy.
1: And, and then the people in... Aubrey's case were like, oh, well, well, we stood our ground. And the Georgia court was like, yeah, no, that's not going to
2: work here. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. Interesting. But remember, and okay. they didn't even want to prosecute. Like, there had nope. to be like public protests. They almost sure got away with it. it their crazy lynching did. that they were so proud of that they thought they were doing the right thing or whatever.
1: It's I so am disgusting. so happy that they are so stupid to record it. Thank you for their stupidity, because if not, they would have walked free. Exactly. These dumb people, please record your crimes going forward so that we can get you off the streets. Appreciate you. Well,
2: same thing with the the new school shooter. His mom was like, LOL, don't get caught next time. Oh,
1: my God. A lot
2: more garbage people, and they're allowed to have guns, and it's really frightening.
0: Yeah, I mean, both of those situations just give you a real stark contrast about, you know, why why there's so many questions about the justice system in general and the disparities in this country for how people are treated in under certain circumstances. And when you look at this this kid going into a school and shooting up classmates, plenty of warning signs ahead of time. You know, it, it's it's disturbing that this is uh, this is the reality that we live in, but again, you can't really be that surprised.
2: But it's right. so crazy these families—they're cr- raising their kids to be like that. You know, his mom mm-hmm. drove the state lines and got him the gun. The um, the what are they? Daniels was it father son whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Crawleys bought it. Thought it was yep. a great gift for Black Friday. Like, this is, this is a sickness. my God. And it's like families have all... Oh, and then did you see Matthew post that picture of his whole family holding, like, here are 15s in their Christmas photo?
1: You brought up a good point, though. You know, there, Joe, where, there was plenty of warning. Plenty of warning. Mm-hmm. Even with the Parkland shooter, they went to the FBI. Officials went... School officials went to the FBI, like, this crazy you need to get him off the street and they ignored the school officials and then parkland happened so it's like why aren't people
0: taking these threats seriously i don't understand well and, and that's and that's kind of the point but if you were in a, a classroom and you know in the and i you know i, I again this is completely just my, my subjective opinion But I find it hard to believe That if this, these types of comments Or these types of behaviors Happened in an inner city school That was predominantly brown You wouldn't have the same response From administrators mm-hmm. The law mm-hmm. enforcement that would be involved It would be a completely different situation And that's the thing yep. like you, you, All it takes is someone to be like Oh he was just joking That's not a joke that's not funny.
1: Boys being boys. Yeah, it's not funny. It's not.
0: Yeah, he was looking
2: at, and, like, and, and, ammo websites in class. That's why he got reported by the teacher. Yeah.
0: That's how dangerous this kid was. He drew pictures of, like, someone getting shot and, like, blood everywhere and, like, and said it was for a video game.
2: I, I... I just know, like, how to to my high school? Incredible. he would have been suspended for sure, like, right away. Like, he wouldn't have, had it, he wouldn't have been allowed to go back to class. Yeah, how does that even seem and something wrong? That school—that school should be too. Joe, what do you think would
1: have happened in our school if somebody did that at the time? Oh
0: boy, if it was back in the '90s um, yeah. when we were in school, same exact scenario. Yeah, it would have been the same exact thing. You know, and that's even and that's with like, Mhm. But his, but his parents, his parents were so irresponsible to have gotten him a firearm. And mm-hmm. and not think twice about all the stuff that's happening and these reports. So I mean, how negligent of of of, of a of a parental unit are they to have gone through mm-hmm. and, and have these incidents that have happened in school and not second guess themselves? You know, maybe, maybe he's not um, maybe he's not in the right frame of mind to own a firearm right now. Not not that any kid is supposed to. Period. But why? not? Right. Like why would that not make them second guess or at least question that that decision? And they had plenty of opportunity themselves to to avoid the situation happening the way that it did, and they failed miserably it's It's sad, but like I said, you when, I know when you when you make that comment sounds about white, you know when you hear that there's a school shooter like this and you hear that their, their you know, parents had access to firearms and gave a kid access mm-hmm. to firearms. you you don't hear about those same scenarios coming from other communities. It's white kids doing dumb shit and going up and shooting up their classmates and and teachers, and people are just, you know, again, thoughts and prayers. And what they'll say is, they'll say,
1: oh, he was a really sick boy. But let me tell you something. If a brown person, a brown kid did that, oh, it was his environment. He grew up in the ghetto. He was around drugs. He was around guns his whole life. Black on black crime, and it's just so funny how that.
2: Not funny, yeah, they're like still they like, going like, hmm. all the way until he was like ten to try to like find a decent picture of him where he didn't look psychotic.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. like
2: murderous. this disgusting. <sighs> and then I love how his parents ran away. Yeah, they did. And got themselves yeah, they a lawyer, did. but, like, their son had a court-appointed lawyer, but they got themselves a lawyer and ran away. Mm-hmm. That's great. They're they, clearly it, great parents. They found them hiding
0: out in Detroit.
2: <laughs> in a basement of, like, was like an art store or something? Like, <laughs> it was so yeah. bizarre. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. But they
2: said they ran away because they were they felt unsafe after they helped murder four kids. But, okay.
0: Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, they, they felt unsafe. They felt unsafe. I, it, it's mind-boggling that someone could feel unsafe after they provided their child with a gun, and that child wasn't shot up the school. Yeah, they're worried about them feeling unsafe. It's 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 embarrassing.
1: Um, I think it was Veronica who had mentioned the legal system is just shit. Having said that we get Alice Siebold. Good old Alice Siebold. Um, I'm not sure how to even respond to this story. Back in 1981, she was going to Syracuse University and she was sexually assaulted and raped. At the time, she said that Anthony Broadwater was the culprit. In 1983, Anthony was put in jail for 16 years he spent in jail he was denied parole five times because he would not admit he did the crime he said I'm not guilty I didn't do it you have no DNA proof I wasn't there I didn't do it again this was 1983 he was released in 1999 he had to register as a sex offender his life was shit this whole time when you're registered as a sex offender and you've served 16 years in jail with a record, hard to get a job, hard to get housing. I mean, his life probably wasn't great. Cut to recently, Alice optioned her memoirs, Lucky, which she wrote back in, oh, gosh, I don't even remember, uh, 98, 97. Um, as she's looking, as uh, the producer, Tim, um, and I've never even heard of him before, Tim McConte is looking at the her memoirs. He's like, wait a minute. There are a lot of discrepancies in your story, like huge gaps, and this doesn't make sense. So Tim said, you know what? I don't want to option your, your book as a movie, but then he privately hired a P.I., to investigate this whole thing. He was just, it did not sit well with him. Lo and behold, turns out, Alice pinned this crime on the wrong man this entire time. So, as of last month, Anthony Broadwater, I think it's called Broadway. I apologize. Um, Broadwater was exonerated of this crime through... New DNA testing. And Alice was, quote, mortified and shocked. And what she did after writing her memoirs, which was a bestseller, writing The Lucky Bones, which was a bestseller, and a uh, best... Was it good? Did somebody get nominated for an Oscar for that movie? I don't remember. Jennifer
2: Lawrence got her first Oscar for that.
3: Yeah.
1: Was Jennifer Lawrence in it?
2: The you lovely bones. The yeah. Lovely bones. I think it
1: was she was. That's her breakout role. I thought. I think you're thinking of Winter's Bone.
2: Oh, Winter's Bone. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Sorry. Yeah.
1: My this bad. was the yeah, one yeah, with yeah. Mark
0: Wahlberg. know. Oh, and Stanley Tucci. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Peter Jackson was the one that directed it. I don't remember if. Oh right right right. Um. Uh. Stanley Tucci was nominated for an Oscar. Um, but yeah, so she offered her apology to Anthony. So the question to both of you, was an apology enough? Veronica, what do you think?
2: I mean, you can never get back what you took. Well, because the worst part of it was, like, first that he, like, lost his life in prison because of this. Sure. Yeah. And then she profited mm-hmm. off of it. That was like, and then all she's going uh, to do is apologize. You need to pay for the rest of his life because you took away his life. For rest. Yep. The rest of his
1: life. And I'm sorry. He needs to sue everybody under the sun. Everybody
2: under and the I, sun. And like, i how the state was like, well, sorry about that. But then gave him no restitution <laughs> money. And so they had to nah, do a GoFundMe to, like, cover his expenses. It's like, it makes no sense. I just, uh, my heart hurts for that poor man.
1: Can you imagine I just what got he exonerated had to go through. He,
2: like you've never, I mean, he'll never be the same. His life was ruined.
1: Mm-hmm. Ruined. So far, it's at seventy thousand. Oh, it's it's actually done at seventy. It's not accepting any more um, donations.
2: You just can go get millions. For real, not from the, for real. People, the people that hurt the people for and him are the ones that owe him millions. The people that tried to make him
1: that that blocked him from getting out of jail by trying to make him admit to a crime he never committed. The 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 prosecution that didn't. I mean, I get that the DNA technology wasn't that great back in 1983. But ever since you couldn't have done something like reopen the case, like don't
2: don't you feel anything? It I don't know. It just wow. wow. I just, yeah, I feel like all her book and movie sales have been taken away from her. Everything. And what's even
1: scarier, what we're not talking about is the real culprit is still out there. Or he's harmed other women.
2: That's the scariest part. Mm -hmm. Right? They're not going to
0: look for them, right?
1: Yeah. Joe, what are your
0: thoughts? I have a a little bit of a different take on on some of this. First of all, there's... um, This is, again, a huge miscarriage of justice. The police Mm -hmm. kind of railroaded her into making him fit the, 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 the charge.
1: True. And I, I,
0: I, I I don't, I don't give her a pass, but I also understand the traumatic event that she experienced and being in the situation that she was, that she was in, it is very easy Mm -hmm. for her to have been manipulated into pointing the wrong guy. And Mm -hmm. Throughout the process, throughout the process, where and this is why some of the stuff didn't make any sense later on when they went back and reviewed it. In her book, and her accounting of it, and Lucky, she goes through the, you know a, a fairly detailed accounting of, of the situation. But the problem was when they went to go to do the lineup, she didn't pick him;
3: she mm. picked somebody
0: else. The police said, "Oh, it was because this, it was his friend that he had to do the lineup with him." And he gave her a menacing look, and that's why she picked him instead of Anthony. And it ended up being this whole, like, drama scene where they went into court, and he was literally the only black guy in there. And then she identified him in court, and it was like, no shit. You know, like, you're told that your uh, assault is, uh, your, your rapist was a black man, and there's only one black man in the courtroom, and you have to point him out. Like, I mean, how how much of a cheap setup was that? So I think right. you know there's so many problems in how this whole situation played out, and for her, I don't know that she ever would have been the wiser in that situation because it was such a mm-hmm. traumatic event. I don't know that she would have ever figured it out on her own or gotten to the point where she mm-hmm. was like, oh yeah, you know what, maybe I did, maybe this isn't the right person. And in the moment, I could see why she also kind of got railroaded into doing it. I don't think it excuses mm-hmm. it. I think her apology, as you know, as you know, maybe she feels it's genuinely heartfelt or one of the cases, you know, if she really felt that way, then she would throw him, you know, whatever money she could because his life has been dramatically altered for 40 years because Mm -hmm. of this entire situation where he got roped into something that he didn't do. Um, I also, you know, don't necessarily fault the parole board for, you know, their expectations of how the justice system is supposed to work because that's, they're just, they're within the confines of what they're supposed to be doing. Um, But I think that, that, again, that's part of the problem. If someone maintains their innocence, that's why there's these, you know, these initiatives out there and these groups that are going out there and trying to have all these cases reopened and revisited using new technology to try to exonerate people because the system itself is not set up to vet these these poor decisions and review these poor decisions on its own. You have to force the issue. And even in some of oh. those cases where they find evidence that would exonerate somebody, the court systems themselves are still unwilling to listen to it and unwilling to overturn convictions in certain cases. So the system itself is is a failure in that respect. And I think, you know, this poor guy has his life incredibly altered by this experience and he's, you know, he's still uh, on the other side of it was like, you know, I, I appreciate the apology. Thank you. You know, like he still know. was incredibly humble about it. And, um, I mean, it you know, kind like of turn the other cheek. <laughs> I mean, I would be I like, would. I, have you, get, I know, this garbage. <laughs> same, same. But, but that's the thing. Like, you're right. What do you do in that situation? You're, you you can not back the train up. It's not like they can go and, and fix it now. And even if they did give him a buttload of money, it's, it still doesn't change the fact that his life has been, you know, altered for the last 40 years based on something that wasn't true and didn't happen. And he, or, or it happened, but he didn't do it. Um, right. And yes, there's still somebody out there who, who, you know, at least by the accounting of, of her rape, when she talks about, you know, the, the actual account of it, you know, in the moment, you know, it sounds like it is someone who has done it before and who has done, who has, who has, has uh, a a history of these types of, of crimes and, and stated it during the rape. And to think that, you know, that the, the idiot police went through railroaded this guy through the process Instead of going out and actually finding somebody that is out there causing this havoc and harm to women, it's disgusting. And that's, I think, the, mm-hmm. the saddest part about it is that, you know, you find out after the fact, um, and, and it was similar, you know, and I'm not, I'm not certainly not going to liken it to, you know, to a situation like Stephen Avery or something like that. But you find out after the fact that these situations happen and they end up, uh, they end up letting the, the wrong person go and they're allowed to continue to commit these crimes unabated. And that's, you know, and then where do you find justice in that?
3: Mm-hmm. Ooh,
1: just I don't even know. I don't even know. I, I feel bad for Anthony, obviously, but given how you presented things, maybe I do feel a little bit bad for him. Maybe I
2: don't know. Just, I, it just it was giving me like Emmett Till flashbacks, so I was like not feeling great about it. Mm. it was, yeah, like, white women can't tell black people
0: apart. You know what I mean? That sort of thing. I, I don't know, oh care.
2: yeah, oh yeah. We all look
1: alike, apparently. And, um, and that's
0: and that's why I say it's so easy to to then manipulate somebody in that situation. Mm-hmm. I I think you know I think it's a very different situation with them than with Emmett Till. I I I. I I understand the, the, the association in, in general terms, but this is a a situation where, you know, you're brutally raped and, and attacked by this person, not someone, you know, some fabricating a story, whole cloth. And, uh, and, and she had the, the, the scars to prove it, so to speak. It's it's not like there was any question of whether it happened or not or whether there was any assault or not. She was definitely raped, and it was definitely something that was extremely traumatic for her. Um, So I don't want to discount that. But that's also part of the reason why these situations become so murky when someone does come out with an accusation. It's because unless there is some kind of clear-cut evidence, now now it becomes a question of, you know, uh, trying to discern facts from, you know, misremember- misremembering things or being, you know, railroaded into into making a a, 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 a claim that, um, you know, and, and pointing someone out in a lineup that's not correct. It's just it, it's it's unfortunate. And um, while I don't completely feel like it exonerates her, I do think, you know, there's this this is a situation where I. I I do empathize with her a little bit because she was in a position that was easily taken advantage of and no one should be in that situation either. It reminds me of central park five a lot.
1: It gives me those vibes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Totally gives me it's those horrible. vibes.
2: Just keeps Last night, it funny. keeps
1: happening. Like we, we learn the history of how things are bad. It's like, we're not learning from it though. We keep making the same mistakes. And that's
2: what bothers the, me, the only time or making movies and films and profiting off of these people's pain. Yes. That it, it the only out, time bad. that
1: a woman's tears are ever forefront is w- when they're white woman tears, and when a white man has to protect that white woman. Any other time, you know, I, I don't want her to have an abortion. I don't want her to do this. I don't want her to do that. I control women's bodies. But the second she says, I'm in danger, I got to protect her. I got to believe everything she says. I got to even make up, you know, evidence to prove that she was assaulted by this particular person. Like, it's crazy. Anyways, changing gears a little bit. Well, sort of. There was sexual harassment cases um, built up against Andrew Cuomo, the former governor of New York. And in publicly, his brother Chris, who was a, a CNN reporter, said, "I will not report on this." But instead, he went behind all of our backs and investigated who his brother's accusers were, and gave his brother the information. When it was discovered what he did, he was first suspended, and now he's been fired. I think I asked Joe this question before. If you have somebody in your life that does something horrible, will you support them? Or if they're even accused of doing something horrible, will you support them? Joe, what did you think of this whole Christopher Cuomo situation?
0: Um, so I think there's a couple different angles on this. Number one, um, if it was my brother, I would mm-hmm. do what I could to try to help my brother, as long as he was actually innocent, mm-hmm. and that and and I would leave it at that. And I and I think that's part of where Chris Cuomo went wrong was that whether he believed his brother did it or not. Um, I, And I think he was somewhat transparent in the process, where he was saying, "I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to mix, I'm not going to mix my personal life with my, you know, my reporting." I'm trying to remain, you know, impartial, so I'm just not going to get involved in that. Um, but on the backside, he was involved, and it was his brother. And I, you know, I, I can certainly understand to some degree why he would want to protect his brother. However, if his brother did it, you got you to gotta let him sink. You can't. I mean, you're risking your own professional well-being and your own, you know, your own life and your family's life to protect somebody that has um has basically shot themselves in the foot. That's that's on them. And I don't think that, regardless of who it is, I don't think you can put yourself in that position to to help someone that um you know that 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 put themselves in this in this awful position to begin with. That's on them.
1: I agree and disagree. I it doesn't matter to me if the person's guilty or innocent as far as me helping the case, I'm not doing that. I'm going to get you the best lawyers if I can afford it. I'm going to get you the best investigators. I'm going to try to advise you. I will not, I repeat, I will not vilify your accuser in order to make you look better. Um, I don't think that's right because I have no idea at this point, I have no idea if you're guilty or, in, or innocent. And if you're guilty and I'm going ahead and giving you the names of these people that are coming at you, wouldn't that, like, re-traumatize them? Like, I don't want to do that. Like, what if I was that person's friend? What would I do? You know, so, um, Veronica, how do you feel about all this, given that you are a
2: native New Yorker? Well, not native, oh, yeah. but you are, you are now. You are now. I'm glad they're coming. Yeah, I don't like the, yeah. I don't like the Um, They're jerks. Yeah. They're narcissists. Um, they're bullies. Uh, I'm glad that they're finally, like, their past is finally catching up with them. Like, this stuff is kind of known. Like, we never knew for sure, but it's not surprising is what I'm saying. And then the, definitely with the information they have now, people knew that we're in that inner circle. There's no way his didn't know, especially if he's going around investigating it and like promoting him on CNN. And I also hold CNN responsible because I never, it never sat well with me the way they were promoting the mm. brothers during the pandemic, especially all the yeah. like, stuff that you know, Cole is doing with the nursing homes and all the scandals he's had over the year. I mean, he's very crooked. He's done a lot of siphoning of money in places that they shouldn't have been. So I'm glad <sighs> he's not, it's not like I mean, it's I just felt bad for this woman that, you know, that got bullied Mm -hmm. lost jobs and, you know, can't take that Bully twice. Yeah. Disgusting.
1: People using their power for bad is not going to help anybody. And now, Chris Cuomo, he is the head of a family. Now he no longer has his salary. Who's going to hire him? I don't know. He's not in with the Republicans. <laughs> He's not in with MAGA. What's he going to do? What's well, he going to do for work? Don't. And his brother's out of a job, too. What's he going to do for work? Like these people, they put their own selfishness above everything else. And it's just so crazy to me. I don't know.
2: I don't know. I feel like they'll come back eventually. It's a way for not. people to forget. Agreed. Yeah, well, like, um, yeah. Matt like, Lauer, you know, congressman who got, He got kicked out for, like, a DUI or whatever. He's back, and he won his re-election, won election. Like, people care. Kevin Spacey's back, so. That's what I'm saying. Like,
0: white men don't get canceled yeah. permanently. True. I, and I think this is a different situation with, with Chris Cuomo, at least, because,
3: mm. you know, he's
0: getting fired. He's getting fired for essentially you know not for the journalistic integrity part of it because as a journalist yeah. he didn't he didn't really uh, he wasn't using his position at CNN to um you know to to try to promote on on the the mm-hmm. station that his brother was his brother was was not a bad guy he
3: mm. he
0: essentially had access to information as a journalist that he probably used nefariously but at the end of the yep. day if someone's like, is, you know, is Chris Cuomo a good journalist, I think people could still make that argument down the road. And he could probably sell himself down the road as someone who, you know, had a misstep or a career misstep because he just wanted to help his brother. And someone would be like, you know what, he's probably not a bad guy. You let's hire him at Fox News.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, backwards. next time someone in your family comes up in the news, are you going to do the same thing? Are you going to use your position to malign the people that are you know, the person that, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're using your powers for evil, basically. And, and that's Agreed. not cool. Yeah.
0: Agreed. And I you're think, right. He is I a think good that's, journalist. The same, that's the same thing that you hear from a lot of people that have these positions of power that have misused them, mm-hmm. is that you know, they at the end of the day, have they spun it enough that it seems like it was done for these morally appropriate reasons mm-hmm. from at least their perspective? Like, you can't excuse your brother's behavior, but you could no. probably excuse your own in trying to help your brother because you're now the martyr in that situation. Exactly. and I Exactly. Mean, it's sad because we've seen it happen in other situations where people have abused power and end up finding positions and finding, you know, being able to uh, take a little time off, a little quiet time. And then they end up back, you know, in, in maybe not to the same level of, of, um, of celebrity that they had before, but they can usually regain mm-hmm. some of it. I mean, look, look at Chris Brown. Uh, can I
1: not? Um, <laughs> i I still don't understand that, but you know what? I'm going to hate myself for saying these words. He makes good fucking music, and I hate saying that because I, like I don't like like music yeah, and that's and why people
0: excuse it.
1: Yeah. On to a lighter topic, but um still relevant in the celebrity world. Um, I was just curious because recently Tiffany Haddish and Common broke up and they had said, oh, it's because, you know, we're very busy in our careers. We don't have time for a relationship. So my question to both of you, why get into a relationship if you're not going to have time for it? And I felt like that would be a relevant question to anybody about any subject. Like, or any genre or whatever. Uh, Joe, what are your thoughts on something something like this? Like, making enough time? I don't get it.
0: In my humble opinion, first mm-hmm. of all, I mean, I think this this goes back to, you know, kind of my thoughts and opinions about celebrities in general. <laughs> like, I just, I don't really care that yeah. much. I know I've said that before. It's more about Um, the question, not the celebrities
3: themselves. Right.
0: And I, and I think, Mm -hmm. I think if we're talking in general terms, Mm -hmm. which I, I, which I, which I believe um, it, it is applicable in most normal people's lives, you know, what do you have time for? What are you willing to sacrifice within your own personal life? What is important to you in terms of the relationships that you're willing to foster? And I think, you know, you, you, people have to be honest with themselves in those situations, and oftentimes, I, I I think that's that's not always easy to do because no one wants to be alone. No one wants to um, no one wants to to spend time uh, or, or go to events and have holidays and all these things where you know where they're not in a situation where they're happy or they feel like they can share that with somebody else. So sometimes it's easier to. I think it's easier to kind of fill the blank as opposed to thinking about, you know, how you're filling it. And, and that's mm-hmm. where I think that the problem lies. I don't think that people should be in a relationship if they don't have the time for it. It's just not, it's not healthy for anybody involved. And, um, it's, it's not something that I actively engage in. So I don't, you know, I, I can't really speak from experience, but, um, you know, you have to be able to compartmentalize your time so that, you know, you can work, you can have your friends, you can have your, you know, things that that were part of your life. But you could also, you know, section out time for that person that you want to to be involved in your life.
1: I guess I just don't understand why get involved with somebody if you're not going to make them a priority. I'm not saying make them the top priority, but make them a priority. I don't understand that. I don't get it. I don't either. Veronica, what are your thoughts on this subject in general?
2: I don't think they got in. They weren't going to have time for each other. I think, you know, they got together. Then there was like quarantine for pandemic. So they had plenty of time together. And then when they got busy, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like then they realized it's not a good match probably. Like I didn't, when I saw that they were together I was like "Mm, okay that's interesting I was like not surprised about them breaking up
1: but common dates like I said before he dates like a real person dates like he dated Serena he dated Erica Badu he dated um what's her name Laura Dern like he doesn't have a type if you look at his past relationships this guy dates like if he was not famous, he would probably date the same type of women. So I was surprised when he got with Tiffany. I was surprised that, that they broke up because like you said, during the pandemic, they got super close. They were quarantined together and everything. And they had been dating since 2018. So it's not like they, they did, they just got together during the pandemic. They had time before, like, the pandemic to, like, get used to each other and everything. I just, I don't get it. Like, I don't know.
2: I just I just feel like it's, they say that's the reason, but I just think they just grew apart or, like, just it wouldn't work out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, really like, because they don't time. Like, when you care about something, you make time. And I've also seen a
1: huge trend of celebrity and non-celebrity relationships. People breaking up that I was like, what? Because of the pandemic. They've they went from spending normal time together to spending quarantine time together. <laughs> and they're just like, all right, that's it, I'm done. I, that was and shocking. And out for some, some people of,
2: and they had babies? And it, some exactly. People
1: not work out. Yes, and those COVID babies, they they hit differently. Let me tell you, COVID babies are no joke. They are an, an advanced group of babies, I swear. Like on TikTok, you've got one-month-old holding their head up on their own and full head of hair. And you're just like, what the hell is going on with these COVID
2: babies? I don't know. Anything. Someone just studied and said that the COVID babies are not as smart as other kids at that age. So I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I can kind of see it because right. Cause you're trapped inside. So you're not getting stimulated by the real world. So. True. That's true too. That's true. Um,
1: our final topic, well not really a topic, but I did want to say R. I. P. to Steven Sondheim. Um holy moly. That I mean the man was ninety years old or eighty nine. I was I'm still shocked he passed. It's like Betty White. You just assume that these people are just gonna live forever. Live beyond you and even though you're younger than them. Um and he
2: was sharp act
1: like yeah doing, doing interviews like,
2: right because he, he has many post productions up right now so it's like crazy yeah. how like...
1: so I told my mother I said you know hey you know Stephen Sondheim passed away she's like the guy who directed Magic Mike I'm like no that's Stephen Soderberg <laughs> oh god
2: <laughs> Ew, could not be more different
1: <laughs> and I'm like you are oh. so country how do you not know who Stephen Sondheim is She's like, well, what did he do? West Side Story. Oh. Oh, okay. I'm like, wow. All right, I'm going to go now. Like, Magic Mike? Do you think everybody's going to cry? Like, I mean, people are going to be upset when Steven Soderbergh passes away, obviously. But, like, that's where your mind goes? Really? Anyway. Um,
2: so I guess I'll yeah, be watching the-, to- the last of- that light magic mic that's coming
1: out. <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be a new one coming out, and I swear I'm gonna watch it because I've seen the other. Your mom's gonna season, start so I have to watch it. Yeah, she's gonna be like, "Oh, this is the one that the director died, right?" And like, "No, no, that's not him." <laughs> you hillbilly. Um, <laughs> she's from Nolens, so she she always says, "You know, I'm not from up here." <laughs> uh, hello. You've been up
2: here for like so
1: years. Cut it musicals out.
2: Musicals never cross New Orleans stuff. <laughs> like,
1: She's not a musical person passed. at all. Like I don't even think she even would know I what a musical they
2: all is. Perform I don't perform I feel like there's yeah. some familiarity. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Before we wrap up for the night, Eva Mendez moment and shout out. Go for it, Veronica.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I complain about my mom's family a lot, but it's still nice that a lot of them around. Even though I miss yeah. a lot of them too. So um, yeah, my parents are becoming nicer with old age, so that's been a plus. They were really, really neat growing up. <laughs> I think now that yeah, they're uh, they're golden hairs now I appreciate how awesome I am, and that they uh, neglected that as a child when I was a child, <laughs> did not appreciate <laughs> me when I was little. Yeah.
1: And nice. what about your shout out?
2: Um, yeah. Shout out to you guys because uh, we only have a few more weeks left together, right? And uh, yeah. Yeah, and the families. I hope everybody has a wonderful holiday and if you're missing people, i thinking of you because it's tough time right now. Mm-hmm. Reach out to people or, you know, even if you don't want to so you don't feel so alone, I guess. Like I'm so yeah. fortunate and to, Ver- to go out and-, and-, and do
1: stuff. And to Veronica's point, we are going to be moving the show to... Twitter Spaces and it no longer as of, I think December 19th is going to be the final podcast episode and we're just going to go to Twitter Spaces and kind of talk or maybe we'll just get in a group chat ourselves and just chat about stuff. We don't know yet. We'll see. Um, Joe,
0: even Mendez moment yep. and shout out. Um, I want to give a shout-out to... I got I, You know, i got to give a shout-out to my wife. I knew it. I knew it. I, yep, thanks for putting <laughs> up with me. Thank um, you,
1: Hannah, for putting up with him, yeah. putting up with my friend, somebody had to. I know, I know. Because if you didn't, um, I'd have to be his roommate and he'd be dead, so... You
0: know, that's <laughs> true. That, I don't know that anyone else... Could survive, and I, I no. applaud her. I applaud her thoroughly. Um, <laughs> so, yes, that's my shout out. Uh, I, I, my Eva Mendez moment is actually it was, um, and I, I actually do want to give an, a sub shout out to the Hotel Viking in uh, in Newport, which was just awesome. They was just such a it was nice. such a great place and such a fun little a little hotel, and um, they they really. They, they went above and beyond, and they were very—they um, were very good. So, um, I, if you're ever in Newport and you have a chance to stay there, um, it's, a, it's a great place. Um, nice. And so that the, the Eva Mendes <laughs> was. Um, so we've gone out for dinner, and we came back to the hotel, and um, there, was, there was this woman walking around with a plate of cannolis, and my wife is like, "Oh my God, where can we get cannolis?" Now, in, in fairness, she's, she had a few drinks, so she was, uh, you know, she gets in in, in, uh, in cannoli mode and forget it. Like, there's no talking her out of it if she's been drinking. So um, she, went, she went to this woman, and this woman was in a nice dress, and there was a wedding going on in the other room, and she's like, oh, my God, do you have any more cannolis? And this woman said, sure, sure, and she went and got us cannolis. And, uh, and so we started talking to her and it was her wedding. <laughs> it was wow. actually her wedding. And, you know, it was her third wedding. She had gotten married during uh. COVID, so very similar story. But, um, you know, she was, uh, she was, she was so funny. She's like, yeah, just so humbled that all these people came here. And she's like, uh, you know, and you guys, you guys can have share cannolis. And it was just, it was just like a, just like a nice Aww. moment. This lady brought us cannolis from her own wedding. <laughs> you Aww. know, she's, uh. Really uh, nice. Uh, she was really yeah. sweet, and um, and it was fun, and and I, I won't get into like the backstory about the other people that were like talking shit at the bar about her, but um, it was really it was really nice. It was a really sweet moment. Yeah, it was it was really effed up, but it was good. It, was, mm. it worked out. Uh, it worked out well.
2: Cannolis are really good.
1: though. Cannolis are really good. They're kind of my They're my thing dark too. Um. You're going to have to follow me with my Eva Mendez moment because it starts off really, really sad, but it gets better. So I had um, created a TikTok. There's a TikTok trend for uh, George Michael's song, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. And at first it's the Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go, and then it cuts off, and then there's an echo at the end of the song. And so the first part, you're supposed to put pictures of somebody that you care about. And then the echo at the end, you're supposed to put, and I know it's a crazy trend. I don't know why it's a trend, but at the end, you're supposed to put a picture of them at their gravestone, if they're sick or whatever. I I know. It doesn't make sense. I get it. You're going to, like, I know Joe's scrunching his face. I get it. So I created something for Brad. terrible. And I did did three pictures of him for the wake me up part. And then the echo part, I put a picture of his headstone. And I created it. And I was like, I'm not posting it. It's too personal. I'm not posting it. And I talked to my sister, Jamie, because it's her biological brother. And she's like, yeah, you can post it. I don't mind. And when she said that she didn't mind for some reason, it like triggered me. And I just was crying for three hours straight. And I couldn't stop. And I don't know why. I still don't know why. I still don't get it. So I was like, all right, fine, I'll post it. So I posted it. And I posted it on TikTok and I put a little blurb. This is not for cloud of sympathy. I just want whoever is dealing with something to know that you're not alone and I'm dealing with something too. And then I posted a much bigger message on Instagram somebody, when you go to Instagram, if you go into your messages, there are your normal messages where you're talking to people, but then there's a, like a waiting room area. So if somebody messages you, it doesn't pop up in your general mailbox. It's in this like waiting room area. And I noticed it's they're that. Not one, right, exactly. The person followed me, but I didn't follow them back. So I looked. And the person said, my mom is dealing with cancer and in the hospital. And when you posted that video, it made me not feel alone. And I started crying all over again. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe this. Had I not posted that video, I wouldn't have got this message. And I connected with the person. I said, you know, I'm here for you if you need me, you know, and, and we just started talking back and forth. So that was my Ava Mendez moment, connecting with somebody, even though I had a fear that I didn't want to do this. And I feel better. Even though it was just, you know, one person that reached out, I still feel better because I helped one person. So that felt good. Um, (laughs) This is going to sound so bad. Speaking of death, um, my coworker and my friend, her mom passed away on the 30th of November. And I want to give her a shout out because my friend went above and beyond for her mom, obviously took her to every appointment and her mother, I met her mother a couple of times. She was a spitfire and her mother even sent like Polish food. Cause she knows I love Polish food. She even sent Polish food with my friend to give to me when we were at work back before the pandemic. Um, Unfortunately, I'm not able to go to the um, funeral tomorrow, but um, I posted a link in on, on my social media. Uh, they're doing a GoFundMe for the funeral expenses. If everybody could just donate, um, however much you can donate, please just do so and um, share the link. I want to give a shout out to her, my friend, Evelina, and her family. Um, they are amazing people and they're so sweet and evelina was one of the first people that i came out to and even the first time i went to a women's bathroom evelina's like do you want me to go with you and she stood at the bathroom door with me because i was so nervous to go and she's just an amazing person and i just want everybody to send so much love and support
0: to her and her family can I ask a weird question? Go ahead. Is she from Western Mass? This is she's from Western Mass?
1: No. Right? No, she's, no? Okay. she's not. No. Okay. No, she's not. Um, she's from Eastern Mass. But yeah, her story is so amazing. Her family came here when god, how old was she? Like 9 or something. From Poland. They didn't know a lick of English and they just been doing their thing here and I just the first day I met her I knew exactly how to pronounce her name even though her name isn't spelt the way it's supposed to be spelt because I grew up with Polish people and she was so impressed she was like oh my god but yeah I um I love that girl she's she's sweet so that's it that's all we got today um how many more shows I think two more shows and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go out with a bang and I love talking to these people, I love these people, so please join us next time. Have a great week. We will talk to you next week and stay safe and watch your holiday movies. Talk to everyone later. Bye.
0: Bye bye everybody. Feel thirsty for more tea? Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Spilled Tea PC. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Spilled Tea.